on this podcast episode, it's a replay of my interview with Eric Thurwanger on his podcast, Think Great. And that's just what Eric did for me in this podcast. He allowed me to share my greatness. How did he do that? He did that because he brought up powerful topics like survival, trust, purpose, mindset, and most of all, self-awareness. These are just a few of the things that we touched on when I sat down with my buddy Eric and we went deep about the value-driven investor. Why am I so passionate about this community? Why am I so passionate about the value of living life on your terms? I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I do because I know that when I lose my way, I'm gonna come back and listen to this episode over and over and over. Welcome back to the Value Driven Investor Podcast, where we forge value-driven investors on a mission to live life on their terms. No matter where you have come from or where you are going, becoming a value-driven investor is in all our best interests because becoming financially free allows us to focus on what matters most, fulfilling our purpose. Our community of value-driven investors is committed to showing you the way. With the support of this community, you are sure to reach your goals. For all of us in the value-driven investor community, there is no greater gift than the gift of giving because together, anything is possible. Hey, great thinkers. I'm Eric Thurwanger. Wanted to welcome you back to the Think Great Experience. I am beyond excited about today's episode. Um, I have had the opportunity to get to know Tim Murphy. And from the first time I spoke with him, his enthusiasm, his passion for people was oozing out of him. And I left the call fired up. He has been in residential real estate for many years. And he has an amazing new project that he's working on that we're going to talk about. But Tim, I just wanted to hand it off to you a little bit. Uh, you can tell our audience a little bit about yourself and even your new project as we uh, guide them down this journey of some of the greatness that you've experienced. Thanks, Eric. I'm really excited to be on today because I always love to talk with people that are on the same page as myself, which is, you know what, I'm a huge believer in free thinking. And I feel like if you're going to be great, you need to be a free thinker. You need to think for yourself. Um, and I have been pretty much programmed that way since uh, I, I was conceived because my old man was an Irishman. And uh, so was my, my family, my grandfather, my uncles. And you know what? They, that's basically what they instilled in me was, hey, kid, you know what? If there's one thing I'm going to teach you on the face of this earth is that you need to think for yourself. And you need to take care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself, nobody will. And, right. um, you know, my, my whole family was a bunch of salesmen. And like I said, they were Irishmen. And I would say that that's one thing that's been ingrained in me is, you know what, kid, think for yourself and listen, be a very, very good listener. Listen to people and all their ideas and all the opportunities. But you know what? Make the decision through your own filter. Um, and that's why I'm excited to talk to, uh, to you today and get to know you a little bit better. And obviously yeah. your, uh, your awesome community at Think Great. Well, I appreciate that. We are all about free thinking and we teach people how to think great. And I think the world needs more great thinkers right now. And that's really the whole idea behind launching this podcast is everybody's had some moments of greatness out there where they've done some things and you said, you know what, this was pretty awesome. And I, maybe I even impacted somebody. And there has been no better time than right now for people to 
be able to plug in and listen to greatness. You know, I mean, you've probably experienced the pandemic, maybe even different than other people. You have a team of people, you're in the real estate side of things. How much has the pandemic impacted business um, just from the real estate standpoint for you over the last 12 months? It's, I, I almost feel guilty, but it's been a gift. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's been a gift. Um, I don't want the pandemic to stop. <laughs> 2020 for real estate was unbelievable. Probably had the best year of my life. Uh, and everybody asked me, well, why? And I would tell you that the reason why is that people had a chance to stop and think. Yeah. People had a chance to sit in one of the fundamental aspects of their life, which is their shelter, and think about, is this the shelter I want? And then think about where is the world going? And then yeah. think about, is this the place that I want to be? And I can tell you, a lot of people decided, hmm, I need to either change my atmosphere, my shelter, and, and they're remodeling, or I need to get out of here because I want to live differently. And they started moving. So uh, real estate, again, I feel a little guilty, but I mean, it, we crushed it last year. And I don't think you could ask anybody in the real estate world because I work with builders, I work with lenders, I work with anybody that's attached to real estate. I don't think any one of them would say, oh yeah, I had a terrible year, it killed me. That's right. 2020 has been a great year for many businesses, an explosion. I, I always say that, you know, during any type of obstacle, there's always a ton of opportunities. And certainly in real estate, mortgage, title, even construction. I mean, you know, they, we do a lot of coaching with construction companies and um, yes, inside and outside, people have been remodeling their, their shelters. I love that. And really considering, you know, is this where I want to be? There's been a lot of soul searching over this last year. No doubt about it. And, and I'm sure you had to do some soul searching of what you want to work on, you know, as you come out of this pandemic, because it'll, it'll go away in its current form. We're going into this transition phase. Um, but you have some amazing projects that, that you're working on. Can you tell us a little bit about valuedriveninvestor.com? That sounds absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. So uh, it's crazy because I've been thinking about this concept. Like I, I guess to go back and give you kind of my origin story is that I graduated um, Eau Claire University with okay. a programming degree, MIS programming degree. So I'm a jock, played three sports in high school, and I go get a programming degree, figure that out. Because my old man couldn't figure that one out. <laughs> and so uh, I'm hanging out with all these nerds, got my programming degree. And then I realized when I got out of college, like I did all these internships. I'm like, am I going to really sit behind a cube and pull the hair out of my head trying to figure out how to program computers? Hmm. Is that what I was put on this earth to do? And uh, I just came to the conclusion that no, this is, this is not what I want to do. Was really glad I got the tech background, but I realized that I, I was meant to do more. And I, I, I think you can relate when we talked on the phone, like I'm the kind of person that ever since I could like really think about it consciously, like I have this burning desire to do something like big, like bigger than myself. And that's always been in me. And like, if there's anything that I stress out about, it's that I'm not going to reach my best self. I'm not mm. going to reach my full potential. And so I, I just, I, I didn't see myself doing that in technology. So the other thing, the other battle I had in my mind was if I'm going to reach my full potential, like, how am I going to do that? And when you graduate college, you're usually broke. I mean, I was broke and, or you're in debt, you know, like some of these kids are graduating with $200,000 in debt. I couldn't even imagine that I was about 30,000 in debt. And I realized like how I'm broke. I, I, I got to survive. 
Like my old man, I'm sitting in the basement and he's like, Hey kid, you got a year. Like you can come here, live here, but you got a year and then I'm kicking you out. You're done. Like, and he did, he's doing that for a reason. He's doing he was, that. He, he was shifting your shelter. Your what's shelter that? was going to change no matter what. <laughs> well, exactly. you know, what's interesting is you're a jock that got a technology degree. I'm a Marine who got a degree in film. So there's a very similar path that we went down, but I agree with you. I think there was something always in the back of my head, this little, this little signal that kept going off. And maybe you can relate to that, but it always tells you, you could be greater. It always tells you you're destined for something greater. And I started to really realize as I, I started to lead a media company in, in Southern California for many, many years, there was just something greater than just the work aspect that really involved people and, and helping to impact them. And I know you are a people person. I, I, I think one of the first things I picked up on you is you're an impact player and that you want to make an impact in people's lives. And you achieving greatness is a stepping stone as I'm now I'm just kind of making this up here. But what I got out of you is your level of greatness will lead to other people's levels of greatness. Like you want to give that back to people. Oh, that's well, and that's where I was going is with the value driven investor. I, I, so I got on the real estate path. I started as a real estate agent cause I was broke. I didn't want to be a real estate agent. I wanted to be an investor. That was my goal. I, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. I read that book, Retire yeah. Young, Retire Rich. It lit me on fire. I was like, this is my way to reaching my best self. Yep. And so I got involved in selling real estate so I could make some money. But then I ultimately always wanted to be a real estate investor because that was going to be my gateway to financial freedom, life on my terms, all these things that are super important to me, and then building my best self. So that's how I got into real estate. I started investing in real estate at a, at right after I got my license because my uncle and I went down to Arizona. We bought deals. And ever since, I've been moving my, my way up. And now I'm an infill developer. I tear houses down. I do remodeling. I do all kinds of stuff around new construction and infill development. But how did I get to the value-driven investor? I got to the value-driven investor because you know, in the value-driven investor, I have four quadrants. And I look at these as my quadrants in my life because the value-driven investor is basically just a reflection of Tim Murphy and my journey, uh, my journey all the way up to this point, but then also my journey from here on, you know, I'm, I'm 43 years old. I got 30, I hope 30, 40 years to live. So I got a lot more to say, Yeah. but that's what the value driven investor is about. It's, it's like, how do you become your best self? If you don't do something that's, you know, like Diamandis always says, like, you got to have a moonshot. you know, and, and real estate investing is awesome, but it's not my moonshot. What's my moonshot is, trying to help as many people as I possibly can. And I hope to do that through Value Driven Investor. And what the Value Driven Investor is, it has four quadrants. It has the survival phase, which we all start in. It has the thrive phase, which means, you know what? You're out of survival. You don't have that anxiety that you can't pay your bills. You can't take your, care of your family. You can't, you, we all know what it feels like, yep. but you feel like, man, I think I got this figured out. And then from there, it moves to an investment phase. And then the phase that I think you and I resonate with the most, most with is the legacy phase. And the legacy phase is when you get a chance to look at yourself and say, you know what? I don't need to worry about money. I don't need to worry about, uh, you know, my survival. I've have cash flow, which is my, my pinnacle yep. of value to an investor. Once you have cash flow, 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 coming in on the, a month, and you can leave that side hustle or that job that you had because you figured out the side hustle. You aren't, you aren't working on anybody else's terms. You're working on your terms. And that's what the value-driven investor is about. It's about living a life on your terms, 
finding financial freedom. And then once you get into that legacy phase, and this is what you're doing right now, and this is what I hope to do, you get to go back and reach back into some, to somebody that's in the survival phase and say, hey, come with me. Let me show you the way. You know, that first phase you're talking about, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say, I'll bet everybody resonates with the survival phase right now. That, that no matter where you were in life, the pandemic caused you to think, how am I going to make it through this? So I, I think the timing for what you're doing couldn't be any better. From the standpoint that, you know, while we're in our shelters, deciding on our shelters, we've also got to think about our big picture, our greater purpose. Where do we want to go in life? I know the, the, the year of the, well, it's already over a year now. The pandemic has caused a lot of people to think about where do I want to go? And, and what I'm hearing is you can be a guide for them to get there because many people might not even feel they can get out of this survival phase and get into the thrive phase, but that's what you're providing them. You, you're going to be a guide. You're going to be a coach and a mentor. Um, from a standpoint, you're going to have a program or you're going to have the ability to show them how to do it. Well, and really what I'm going to have, like, you know, and I told you this when we got on is I don't want to be a coach. I would love to be a mentor. I think there's a big difference between yeah. a coach and a mentor. I don't want to be a guru. I don't want to be a guy that's peddling uh, information products. What I want to be is I want to be a leader of a like-minded community there you go. of people who literally want to live a life on their terms. And they want to learn how to do that through finding financial freedom. Like because that. if you can have a mindset of I'm going to live my life on my terms, like I did when I graduated college, and then you can be stubborn enough and have enough tenacity and have the never quit attitude to find financial freedom. Once you've found financial freedom, that's your chance to live a life of purpose and come back and leave a legacy. And that's really, that's what I want to do. I want to build a community of people that, that have that purpose in mind. Like I want to live a life on my terms with financial freedom so I can come back and help others. Because like you said, we're in a transition state. Yeah. And I think the transition is there's going to be a lot of pain in that state. And we're going to need leaders that are going to go back and take care of the people that can't figure it out for themselves or needs a little um, motivation and inspiration to get through the hard times. Yeah. So when people are looking right now, they're looking to break out of this survival mindset, which they've been in for a long time. I love that you've identified what your role is and what it's going to be. And that's so huge because I think that's a huge step from survival mode to thrival mode, if you will. We have to identify what our role is. And you have. You want to lead people to this new level of greatness. Now, how is that going? What, what phase are you in with Value Driven Investor? Ground floor, baby. Woo! We are, we're launching our podcast. Uh, I know we're doing this before, but we're launching our podcast April 12th, with the first couple episodes. Um, we've already, uh, shot or, or recorded like 20 some episodes. So we have a good stack uh, of content, but yep. I want to, the other thing that I am really a believer in, uh, in this new age is, is leveraging, um, technology and especially leveraging, uh, communication mediums. Yeah. I think that people are still trying to figure out how do I use social media in, in a good way? How do I use technology in a good way to bring good? And so I want to create, along with the Value Driven Investor platform, is a platform where people can see as a case study, like, you know what? This is how I can leverage technology and communication in order to build something for myself. 
And I think like, there's no better time to do that. I mean, look at you think great podcast Think You're doing the same thing. And that, and that's why when you asked me, I was like, how can I not be on this podcast when he's doing everything that I believe in? Well, I think what you're doing is sharing, sharing with people how to achieve that greatness in their life. I think when, you know, when many people hear that little signal in the back of their head, they don't know where to go. And, and now you've given them a pathway where you can lead them down there. And, and I think that you touched on a word that's, I think we need to talk about it more, which is community. I love that you want to create a community because when I talk to people about the pandemic, typically business leaders and their teams, the sense of community has been disrupted in the last 13 months. And I mean- Because of trust. I, exactly. And shaken to its core. I mean, you're talking about families who haven't been able to even be able to go see other family members. And so this sense of community, I mean, right after the stay-at-home orders, you ever take a walk at that first walk, everybody was nervous to be around each other. And so coming out of the pandemic, here you are creating a community of like-minded people that want to achieve greatness in their life, have that financial freedom, and hopefully they want to continue to take those steps to leave a legacy. We don't talk about that word legacy enough. Nobody, nobody ever thinks they can do it. Like when you use the word legend, like, well, I can't be a legend. Like Bobby Orr was a legend. Wayne Gretzky was a legend. I'm a hockey guy, you know, like Mickey Mantle is a legend. I, I can't be a legend. Why not? That's right. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I asked people, I said, tell me about a great leader. And of course they bring up Gandhi or Mother, Jr. Or Mother Teresa. And when you peel all the layers back, they helped people to find a greater life and, and they were leading them there. And so maybe they did it on a global scale, but we can do it in our own lives. We can impact the people around us. We don't have to be the next Gandhi in the world, but we can certainly be a great leader. We can certainly form a community around us. You know, I, I think that people well, need to hear those words more. And, and, you know, I've, <laughs> I've thought deeply about this because I take this super serious. Um, you know, another trait that my Irishman family uh, taught me was, you know what, kid, when you look somebody in the eye and you shake their hand, you do it. Mm -hmm. And that was just beat into my head. And, and I, as a kid, you're like, man, relax, dad, relax, you know, but that is the single best lesson that my old man ever taught me because what he was really saying is if you can't be trusted, you can't lead. So let me, let me ask you another question about traits for you. Trust is a huge one. And when you're building a community, how important is it to start having that level of trust? And how do you, how do you build trust with a community to something so new? I mean, it's, Oh, I mean, trust, I'll tell you right now, like I, I wouldn't be where I am if I didn't live a life of, of trust. And I mean that to a level where I actually went to lunch two weeks ago with a guy that has one of the biggest teams. It's called the Minnesota real estate team, biggest team in the state of Minnesota. He is so well connected. He leads, I don't know, 30 agents, 40 agents. He goes, let's go to lunch. I haven't met you. I've heard so much about mm -hmm. you. Let's go to lunch. Well, you always think like you're, you're leading a, a life of trust. Like you can be trustworthy, but you know what? Some people behind your back might not think the same way. Right. 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 And I feel like I'm in an industry in the real estate world that is an industry where <laughs> experts that are real estate experts are not trusted very much. Well, at the end of the meeting, he goes, Tim, you know what? It was such a pleasure to meet you. And I said, it was a pleasure to meet you too, Ryan. He goes, I just want you to know one thing. I asked around to a lot of people about you and I have been asking around to a lot of people about you. I've never heard one bad thing about you. And he goes, 
I just want you to know that's very, very rare in our industry. Keep doing what you're doing because you're making a difference. And so that was huge for me. Does his last name begin with an O? Yep. He's an amazing guy. I've had the opportunity to know Ryan for for many years. Great guy. Um, I, I think there is such a deficit of trust in the world. And in fact, when you attach sales to it, whether it's real estate or mortgage or financials or any type of salesperson, studies show that trust levels are so low. And what I found is just like a politician, salespeople make promises they don't keep. And what I'm hearing is you are keeping the promises you make and that's what's building the trust up. And you're gonna build a community, not only for people in the real estate investment side, but a community that has trust interwoven in it. And that's huge for greatness. I think when there's a gap in trust, everything else implodes. And then you asked me like, well, how do you build trust in a community that's so new? And I would tell you that again, over time I've learned trust is built by consistency because people, sure, they'll listen to what you have to say, but talk is cheap. Actions speak louder than words. If your actions are consistent with your words, then you know what? People begin to trust you. And again, that's not something that I knew when I was younger. I made a lot of mistakes when I was a young kid because I was a free thinker and I was an entrepreneur and I was an extremist, but I've realized that, you know what, kid, if you want to earn trust because you know that's the number one thing you need to do to lead and to be your best self, well, then you know what? You need to be consistent. And so whatever you believe in, you better be consistent about it no matter what it is because if you're not, nobody will trust you. And then, you know what? What are you really leading now? So what's, what's been the reaction when you share with people your idea? First of all, what people have said about Tim Murphy is when I'm passionate about something, like they just – feel it, you know, and I I get that from my parent or from my old man and from my uncles and my grandfather. I mean, when they talked about something they were passionate about, you're like, if I, if I question him for a second, he might just run through that wall to show me how passionate he is. And you as a military guy, I can only imagine you've seen plenty of passion from, from alpha males like me trying to do something great. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, you have to have passion. You can't, you can't take an oath to this country and not be passionate about this country. I almost feel like you've taken an oath to create this community. And, and there's a lot of power in that. And I can feel it. I can feel the energy from you. I can feel the belief in you. And what you're doing is, I, I think it just far exceeds and starts with, but the real estate investment side, you're, in, you're transforming the way people think about themselves and what they can accomplish and, and giving them this vehicle that, that you can lead them, not coach them, but lead them. And how important is it to keep the people side of it at the forefront for you? Here's real estate, here's profits, here's, here's building a business. You've got all these things, these tangible things. And then what I keep hearing is people. You keep going back to people. Yeah, and like, you know, I, that fire in me, um, I've had a lot of struggles you know, my 2020 was, it was, uh, it was a great year when it comes to business, but, um, I also lost my brother, you know, and when I lost my brother last year, it hurt. Uh, and then when you lose your brother and, and then you're also doing great in business, I can tell you that you get confused. Um, and you really try to figure out like, what's going on? Like, I know I have this burning desire, but then I have this huge tragedy. I know I'm being super successful in everything that I've worked hard for, but yet 
I feel like the world's trying to take me down. Yeah. And that's been a battle. I, I'm telling you, man, mentally, uh, I lost my dad when I was 28. So I've lost my brother. Uh, my daughter has type one diabetes, which has been a huge thing that I'm super passionate about with our team sugar Shay. I mean, I've had some punches in the face. I've, I've gotten knocked down. And so when you ask me like how important it is for the people, it's like, I can relate with the people because I feel like the world, the universe, God has thrown these obstacles at me yeah. because he knows that I won't quit. And he knows that if I take this and, and channel it in the right way for others, that, you know what, they're going to look at me and say, man, if he can That's do it, right. why can't I, if he can handle it, why can't I? And so you can't leave a legacy in this life. If it's all about, you know, I always talk about this. If all you care about is having Jeff Bezos money, you'll never have, um, you know, Martin Luther King impact. That's right. You know what That's I mean? Right. Because yeah. it isn't about the money, the money, I have money. The money doesn't matter. Like the money doesn't give you purpose. It doesn't give you fulfillment. What gives you that is when you're able to help someone else get to their next best self and they come back and say, you know what? Thank you. I couldn't have done it without you. I, there's no better return on investment. There's no better feeling that I've ever had than, than that. And so that's what I'm after. And I feel like that's, that's my legacy. That's where I think that the true impact on people is going to come. You're, you're providing them this, this pathway for success in many areas of their life. But then I want to talk about mindset because when I, we've, we've, we have parallels in our journey. And for me, my dad died when I was 31 and it was six months after my wife went in remission from cancer. So we had a year battle. She had a year battle. I was her caregiver. And then he died. And then she got diagnosed with a second cancer and then a third cancer and then a fourth cancer. And then she passed away from cardiac arrest from all the treatments while I was doing CPR. And then she came back after the third hit with the defibrillator. Wow. And so, yeah, it doesn't matter. All the success, all the books, all that. When, when tragedy hits your life, you can prioritize pretty quickly. But for me, having the mindset was huge. And, and I'm not saying I was always perfect with it. There's times where you get kicked, then you're down, you get kicked some more, and it just, the kicks keep coming. But I always had this mindset of going from point A to point B with the best attitude I can. That was my mindset. I'm going to be in the best frame of mind I can, no matter what challenges come my way. We got to hear a little bit about your mindset because you've experienced success and tragedy simultaneously. You've got this vision for a greater life for you and people in a community you haven't even met yet. What is the success for your mindset? How do you, what are some secrets to that? How do you tap into that when you need it the most? Yeah, well, I'll tell you this. Um, this is one of my biggest trophies that I've put on my own shelf. <clears throat> when I lost my brother, it took me 90 days. I wrote, I knew I was going to write a post because I knew as a great leader, you have to share uh, your struggles. That's you right. have to share your struggles because um, vulnerability is strength. I, I believe that. I believe that if you're willing to be vulnerable, then you're strong. If you're willing, if you're hiding from your real person, you're, you're, if you're not self-aware, then really what you're doing is you're masking insecurities you're masking vulnerabilities That's right so i knew that i was going to share the story but i had to like figure out how am i going to share the story in a way number one i had to come to grips with it that's right Number two i just had to figure out like how am i going to share it in a way that's going to make a positive impact <clears throat> um 
And so I did that on Facebook and it was an amazing experience. The, the, the overwhelming support I got. And I think some of it was not always, some of it, people did it for themselves, but there was lots of people that did it to help me. And that was fantastic. But another thing that I had to do was I'm a very aggressive person. Like I just have that alpha mentality. And so I had to get that aggressive. Plus you're Irish. Come on. Plus I'm Irish. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to get that out of me and I'm like, how do I do that? And so in my mindset, I'm like, I, cause if I keep this in me, it will eat me up. Um, And so I had to find a way to get that, that anxiety, that aggression, that just being mad. I was mad at the world that you took my brother um, and I did the Murph workout, but I didn't do it one day. I did the Murph workout for an entire month. And the only day I took off was Sunday mm. and I did it every day. And I documented it every day because I knew if I documented it on the internet, I couldn't cheat. Right. I couldn't cheat myself and I couldn't cheat my, my exercise to get this demon out of me and this, and this anger out of me. And so I did it. I did it every single day and I pumped through on that Murph workout every single day for a month. And I can tell you after I was done with that, that was like euphoric because you said it in the Charlie Lawson interview, you can have a why and that's awesome. But when you attach a who to your why, unstoppable, there's nothing stopping me. And when I attached my brother to my why, I didn't care if you shot my, took my leg off. I was doing the Murph that day for my brother. Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting doing that blog, you know, when you started to write things down and I know a lot of people are listening right now that have had health issues, medical challenges, a death in the family, so they can relate, right? That's part of the story that unfortunately a lot of people can relate to. For me, when I wrote things down, it was very therapeutic and it put things in perspective. And the interesting part is Sometimes it was hard to write your own story down, you know, and, and from a standpoint that, okay, I know how I feel up here. I'm trying to get it on a piece of paper. So you understand how I feel. I, I, to me, that writing portion helped me to really be able to present my story in a different way. Not just say, here's what happened, but shared in a way that allowed people to have that experience of my vulnerability and, and relatability so that they could latch on and go, okay, I can do this. And that was, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was a huge part of my healing or therapy of getting through tough times was jotting it down so I could share it better. Yeah. Was- and that, I mean, my writing story, I, I 110% agree with you that if one of the biggest keys to having a strong mindset or thinking great in my mind is extreme self-awareness. Yeah. If you don't have extreme self-awareness, then you really, are you really being honest to yourself? Because if you're not being honest with yourself, how do you grow? That's right. You know, you can't lie to yourself and grow. That's, not, that's, that's counterintuitive. <clears throat> and so when my daughter got type one diabetes, I was like, okay, kid, you know what? Here's one of the biggest challenges you're going to be thrown in your life. You know, are you going to be an advocate and fight for the cause? Or are you going to go hide in a corner and not be someone that can lead uh, to make a difference? And that was something that I struggled with in that moment. Like, and I've written about it. um, And I chose to be a leader. I said, you know what? You were put on this earth to lead. So you're going to be a leader. You're not going to go sit in the corner. 
Well, how am I going to lead? I'm going to lead because I'm going to share my story. And that's when I started writing with a purpose and sharing my story about my daughter with type one diabetes. Hmm. And over the years we've raised over a hundred thousand dollars, but the reason why, and everybody's told me is because you are not scared to share your story and your family story about what you guys are going through. Because as a metaphor for life, what we go through with my daughter's type one diabetes and her struggles, which she's stronger than any person alive, even me with what she has to do it, deal with, with type one diabetes, people have said, you know what? I can relate to that in my journey yeah. because of what you're saying for your daughter. I want to give to that cause. That's right. I mean, what a level of greatness you hit through chaos, over a hundred grand for team sugar Shay. How awesome is that? I mean, let me, let me ask you this. When you go back in time and how old is your daughter now? Nine. And when was she, when was she diagnosed with type one diabetes? What was that like when you heard that news? What, because I remember when my wife called me and said, I just got off a call with my doctor and they told me I have cancer. The, the entire, I was in the film industry at the time. I, I remember where I was sitting. The whole world stopped and, and everything was good up until that point. We'd only been married 10 months. We were in the honeymoon phase. And she said that, and it was like a scene out of a movie. Everything just stopped. I, I, was, I was almost uh, um, frozen. How, what was that? Because, and that was my wife. This is your daughter. What was that moment like when you heard those words that she has type 1 diabetes? Yeah, I'll, I'll put you in that moment. Um, <clears throat> because Charlie Lawson was in that moment with me. Mm. Uh, we went... So my daughter was really sick for several months. We didn't know it was type one diabetes because we kept bringing her to the pediatrician. The pediatrician kept diagnosed, misdiagnosing it with this, that, and whatever. Yeah. Never once did they decide, oh, maybe we should do a blood test and see if she has high blood sugar. Maybe she has diabetes. None of the symptoms, none of the things for months were, were caught. And, and we didn't know any different because I have nobody in my family that has type one diabetes and, right. and my wife. Well, we came to find out like one of her cousins actually has type one diabetes, but we didn't have experience with it. Right. So my daughter literally looked like an Ethiopian child. She was two and a half and she had lost over 10 pounds. So she was skin and bones and laying on, on the couch. Me, which again, I, I've written about this, you know, honey, Hey, this is rough. Uh, but I want to go snowmobiling. Do you think it's a good idea? And she said, you know what? You need to get away. I got this. There's nothing we can do. You know, like she's going to be all fine, fine. Yeah. We're going to figure it out. We didn't know she had type one diabetes. And uh, so I go with Charlie Lawson and we go snowmobiling and I'm in the middle of Wisconsin and we had just got up there and I, we went on a run. We were probably on a sled for an hour from where we dropped and, and then we stopped and I checked my phone and <laughs> you want to know like your heart sinking to your chest. My wife leaves a voicemail that like shattered me because my wife is not a crier. My wife is tough as nails. And she basically was like, she couldn't even talk and she was in tears. And she just said, you got to get home. You got to get home. You got to call me. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And hung up. And I was like, my daughter died. And I wasn't there. Like, that's literally the first thing that went through yeah. my head. I got chills going through my, <laughs> going through me right now. Um, I, I call, I called her, didn't answer, didn't answer, didn't answer. I called my father-in-law. I said, Ron, what, what is going on? He goes, just don't, Shanley's okay. Because he knew like, yeah. that was what I was thinking. He goes, Shanley's yeah. okay. But 
she has type one diabetes. And I'm like, what? And like at that moment, I, 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 you know, we had a talk, I hung up the phone and I think Charlie could give you a great story to that. Cause I walked in, we were at a, a restaurant. I walk in and he looked at me and he, and he just knew it. Like I was either white or like, I didn't know. I mean, I was just like, yeah. And he goes, what's wrong? Like, do we have to go? And I just told him and he just goes, the look on your face. He knew, oh, he knew he goes, and then we sat down and then we were with those two other buddies. And, and I go, what do I do? Like, cause she was in the hospital. She was going to be fine. What do I do? And it was, I was in such shock and, and Charlie looks at me, he goes, there's no, what do you do? We're getting in the guy, we're getting in the sled, we're getting our ass home and we're going yeah. to get, drop you off at your daughter. I go, are you, would you really do that? He goes, are you kidding me? Let's go. And we got on the sleds and boom, it was like five hours to get back. He dropped me off. And, you know, at that moment I walked in and I was just like, it's like when, if, if you, if you haven't had a kid, you don't know. If you haven't been married, you don't know. But in those moments in your life, when you catch your kid in your hand, or in those moments where you put that ring on your wife's finger, yeah, your life has changed forever and you know it and you feel it and everything yeah. around you tells you that. That's what I felt when I walked in that room. I just knew life was never going to be the same. Um, but then the, the next thing like that I want to bring up, and I don't want to make the story too long. I had a huge change in my mindset when it was a test of, do you really think great, Tim? Or are you just fooling yourself? Like, again, self-awareness. Do you really think great? Are you really great? That's or right. are you just telling yourself you're great? And I would tell you that um, that was where I said, you know what? I'm not the one that should be pouting and crying here. I'm not the one that has type 1 diabetes. But I'm the one that can lead this little girl that's right. to look at herself and say she's special and she's not broken. And that's what I want to do. I think that, you know, you hit on something huge. You, you again, here's what I love about you. In that moment, you redefined your role. And, and I had to do that too as a caregiver for my wife because everything, you know, there's, there's no ramp up time that you're going to get this call in a few days and brace yourself. You just get the call. And it can be during the best of times, whether you're having tons of success in business and your brother passes or you're snowmobiling with Charlie Lawson, which is always a good time, and you get the call, or I had just started, I think I was a week into my new job in the, in the media world, and you get the call. Um, it's just, it, at that moment, you reshift your priorities, and you redefine your role. And I redefined my role as a caregiver, I had to figure out what that meant. And also, you start becoming a little bit of an expert, you start doing research into type one diabetes or non-Hodgkin's lymphoma or basal cell cancer or breast cancer or, or cardiac arrest, which when, when she first passed away, I thought she had a heart attack. And then they're like, no, this is a heart attack. This is cardiac arrest. I'm like, okay, it's almost overwhelming how much new information you need to get in to support that role. It's, 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 it's a whole new shift in a direction you never thought you'd go in in your life. I didn't know anything. If you would have said, hey, type 1 diabetes, I'd have been like, what's that? That's I right. had no idea what type 1 diabetes was. Yeah. But now you know, and you've raised $100,000 for the cause. And that's where I think the greatness lies. You know, for us, we started a foundation. We award scholarships to military spouses. We didn't know how to start a foundation. And when you attach your who to it, you can do amazing things. Anything's possible. You know, I, I feel that the fact that you're so grounded in what your priorities are makes the opportunity 
for your new venture even more powerful because most of the people that are going to follow you are going to have some, they're going to have their own challenges. And what you're saying is, I, I believe those challenges can actually make you stronger, you know? They Make do. Greater. I mean, look at you, look at me. Like I, I, yeah. I think like you have a choice though. I think like life is about choices, you know, adversity, you can choose to feel sorry for yourself and you can choose to crawl in the corner. And, and that was what I would call depression, anxiety, and all these things that people yeah. suffer from, or you can choose greatness That's and right. you can choose to do whatever you want to do and be whatever you want to be and use that adversity yeah. as a challenge to make you great. But you have a choice and, and everybody gets a choice. And that's what life's all about is what do you choose to do? You know, it's, it's, it's crazy because during the toughest times, we tend to stop setting goals. You know, we wait for better times. And for you, for me, during the challenges, we've set goals during the challenges. And I had to learn how to do that. But I started setting goals when Gina was diagnosed with cancer because they got her to look into the future. And here you are launching a new program while you're already successful in real estate. And now you've got something to help you with your own legacy. And then you have the obstacle of your brother's death. You know, you have all the challenges that come with, you know, health issues on the home front, which is far more draining than people can ever imagine. There's, it's not like the movies. You know, I remember, I remember when my wife was diagnosed, you see movies about cancer and I'm like, well, that's not how it happened. You know, it's very very blown out of proportion. Um, there's a reality to it where sometimes you just sit around and you don't always know what to do. And here you are guiding people through value-driven investors. And let me, I know, I know that only a few select people know, and by the time that this podcast airs, more people are going to know. How did you know it was the right time for that? How did you know that this level of greatness needed to happen. Yeah, and that's uh, that's funny you say that because I think about that all the time. Um, I've been I've been writing this story, and <clears throat> I um, I have a good buddy who is used to be a copywriter, and now he calls himself a storyteller. And I've been in his program through his program. His name's Ryan Fletcher. Uh, love the guy. He's a great guy. He's taught me about how to be a better storyteller, a better communicator, because I think story is so powerful to get a message across. Um, and I just feel like I've been writing this story for five years mm -hmm. because it's in me again. You know, I got this fire in me and I didn't know how do I get it out. And I was looking for a vehicle and I was on search for a vehicle. And I, I, I thought it was one thing. And then I, I thought it was another thing. And then I, I really just kept digging and digging and digging. And I'm a big believer that things happen for a reason and that you have to follow your intuition. And I would tell you that I came to the conclusion of value driven investor because there's this puzzle. Like I had this, I had scattered all these pieces on, on, on my table and now I was starting to put them together. And a lot of times they wouldn't fit, but finally the pieces started coming together. And I would mm -hmm. tell you that um, the catalyst, like with my daughter, the catalyst for me to start writing and becoming self-aware, which is what her illness and that situation did for me. It said, you're going to start writing. And through that writing, I'm going to show my vulnerabilities. And through that vulnerabilities yep. and my writing, I'm going to get self-awareness. Self Huge paradigm shift in my yep. life. That was my daughter. Now my brother passes. I already was thinking about this for five years as if it was destiny. You know what? 
I'm going to build value driven investor because I don't want anybody to have to have a mindset that it's not possible. I wanted a mindset of anything's possible. And I want a mindset of if you believe it, you will achieve it. And you know what? Life can be on your terms and financial freedom can be for anybody. Because that you, you know have what? These depression affirmations. and anxiety is too much in this society. And we need to show people that if they think right, big things can happen. And that's, that's why it is. So it was a catalyst. Like I needed a catalyst to start. So when, does, when, when does everything officially launch? Well, the podcast is, is April 12th. And then we're slowly going to yeah. implement things along the way, because I'm a huge believer that if you're building a community, you need to listen to your community. What does your community want? I think a lot of people fail trying to do these things because they think everything needs to be pre-planned, that your product needs to be all figured out. I, I'm the opposite. I think let your community tell you what you want and give it to them. That's awesome. I think more people need to hear the message of financial freedom, especially coming it's out possible. of the pandemic where everybody, everything was a stimulus check. Everything was extra to your unemployment. The mindset that happened in this country and around the world for that matter, stay in your shelter. Here you are, this is what I love. I'm gonna get fired up here for a second. Good. Here you are saying, get out of your shelter, enhance your shelter, but also get out of it and make something with your life. And, and this is a message is not going out enough right now. Hands down. Uh, we're not hearing financial freedom coming out of the pandemic. We're not hearing financial freedom and unemployment at the same time. Financial freedom and stimulus checks. I love what you're saying because the mindset in this country needs to shift. And, and, and you hit the nail on the head. Most people just don't think it's for them. The legacy, the legend, and they it absolutely is. Possible. And if you don't think it's possible, then you're never going to achieve it. I would say that you and I are both proof that people can have a ton of adversity I know from my perspective, I don't have to be the smartest guy in the room, but that belief level is critical. And I remember, I, and I, I just want to encourage people listening right now, just write down a goal. Because if, if you're as fired up as I am about legacy, about legends in your life, you becoming one, you leaving a legacy, becoming a legend, doing things great for people, you got to write down some of the things that'll make your life great right now. Because I'm already thinking of it, you know, just, just speaking with you, Tim, I'm ready to go conquer the world. And I know people listening right now are going to feel the same way. They're going to say, well, I've had tragedy in my life. If those two guys can do it, and, and with all due respect to you, there's really nothing special about us except the way we think. That's why the whole thing was called Think Great. I just wanted to, I wanted to teach people to think differently during challenging times because my wife and I just had one challenge after the other. And you know, it's not just the diagnosis. It's the domino effect of all the incidents afterward. And I just wanted to teach people. I remember sitting in a Starbucks in Agora Hills, California, just saying, what is it that I want to do? And I said, I just want to teach people to think differently. I said, you know, <laughs> I remember this is crazy. I, I, I actually wrote down, I don't want to just teach them to think good. I want to teach them to think great. And then I was struggling to come up with a name for my company. I'm all, what should I call it if I want to teach them to think great? I told you I wasn't, you know, maybe not the smartest guy in the room. And then finally I saw think great and I said, I, th I think I have it. And, and when you know you have it, it's such an empowering feeling. 
And I can only imagine when you said value-driven investors, when you, because you had the idea, then, then, then the concept really started to form in the name. And then you start thinking of the impact you can make in people's lives. And that's yeah, what got me juiced thing, up I think then. where the pieces really came for me, Eric, was when I found these four quadrants and they just lined up with the value-driven investor. Because yeah, yeah the, the name was awesome. Like I could, I could see it, but yeah. how do I show someone else? But then when I say, well, you'll start in the survival phase, you'll move to the thrive phase, then you'll become an investor and you'll invest. And then all of a sudden you'll have legacy. Well, what's legacy? Legacy means you go all the way back and grab somebody in the survival phase and you bring them through the journey. So you make them and give them the chance to, to have a legacy, just like you have the chance to have a legacy by helping them. Once I put that together, I was like, there it is. That's it. Now the rest of it, I just got to put the puzzle together. I had the frame. Now yeah. I just have to fill in all the pieces. You know, we just speak the same language in so many areas. You know, I talk about every goal is a piece of a puzzle, that, but you have to identify the puzzle. I think that people listening right now need to define for themselves what a legacy means to them. You know, when I first had think great on paper, I said, well, I, I guess I should define what great means. And so I started looking it up and the definition I loved was remarkable in magnitude and degree. And as soon as I, so there's a lot of definitions for the word great, but that one, I said, I want a life that's remarkable in magnitude and degree. I want to impact people in a way that's remarkable in magnitude and degree. And when I read that definition, I couldn't get it out of my head. And so to think great is to, to think about being remarkable in magnitude and degree. And that's what I hear that you're doing here. The fact that you, most people just don't use that word. People need to define what is that going to be like, that legacy that I leave behind, the legacy I create while I'm here that I can also leave behind? That st can you imagine still impacting people when you're gone? You know, we've mentioned people's names, say, like Gandhi or Mother Teresa or Martin, whoever, and they're gone, but they're not. I mean, their legacy is here. I love that word. I already know what I, I have a feeling what we're going to title this episode, but I'm guessing legacy might be in there. But I love that because I feel like your role is really defined around impacting people, whether it's your family, whether it's your friends, whether it's people in your community who don't even know they're going to be in your community yet. You've, you've spent a lot of time utilizing words that move people, and that's huge. Now, I know when we were talking about things that are important to you, traits of leaders and, and, and those character traits, relationships came up. How important is it when you're, when you're building a community, how important is it to forge those relationships? Well, and it's not just lip service, right? You don't have a community if you don't have relationships. Right. But, you do, but the thing is like, that's another beauty of real estate as, as one of the pillars of the value to an investor. Um, as you move up the ladder in success and in magnitude, like commercial real estate, and you're doing these big deals, 15, 20, $100 million deals, People are always like, well, how do you do a deal like that? I can tell you this. You don't do deals like that unless you are well connected. And what does that mean? Well, have you ever heard of networking? Well, what does that mean? It means relationships. Right. You don't do big things in this world if you don't have amazing relationships. Because, And that's why I want to build a community. I don't want to be a coach. I don't want to be an information marketer. I don't want to sell uh, courses. I want to build a network, a community, because if we're going to do something great, it's going to be because we each have awesome relationships within the community of like-minded people. Right. And that alone will not be, greatness will not happen 
and value-driven investor because of Tim Murphy. Tim Murphy was just the catalyst that started it. Greatness and greatness and value of an investor will happen because of a community right. of like-minded people moving forward in one direction and with a purpose. Well, if it doesn't extend beyond you, you'll never have your community. So, so, and you'll never have legacy. That's right. You know, so you you've actually set this destination called a legacy, and it's based on building a community. So it can't be about you. I love that. I think too many people move forward with goals or life based on so much on ego. Here's what's in it for me. Here's what I need out of this. That, well, you know, we've all done that, right? Oh and yeah. You start to but learn. Do you, do you know what? That's part of the survival phase is that in order to get out of survival phase, all you can think about is you. That's right. But then once you're out of the survival phase and you're into the thrive phase, and especially if you're in the invest phase, you're not, you start to realize, and I, that's part of the reason why you ask, well, how did you know now was the right time? Because I didn't have the experience before, but now I've realized that, oh my gosh, your mindset, if you choose to, it moves with where you move through these yep. quadrants. If you're in the survival phase, there's no way you're, you're thinking about anybody, but you period the end, it's human instinct. You yep. need to survive. But as you moved into thrive and invest, and then especially if you're in the legacy phase, when you're in the legacy phase, you want to know what you think about? You think about everybody but you. And you go back and you try to help everybody like Bill Gates and all these, you know, Warren Buffett. Sure. They're trying, they're not thinking about them. They're not worried about them. They're trying to help others. But you have to go through the journey in order to get to that mindset. I think the fact that you've mapped it out for people is huge because we need to know the steps that we take. And I know purpose is a big word for you. You're a purpose-driven person. And and maybe when we were younger, we weren't as much so as we are now. No. But there is a great purpose behind that community. This is something that, for me, really resonates because the community is built on these relationships and trust and all these things that have been disrupted during the pandemic, uh, especially relationships. You know, if, if we're not even connecting with people like we used to, we can't get face to face. It's harder to build those relationships. Here you are throwing out all these words, community, relationships, legacy. You're actually taking the pandemic and, and the negative impact of it and just smack it in the face. And that's what I love most. It's not just lip service with you. You have a plan for people on how to do it. You got podcasts ready to launch. You have a, a systemized approach with this where they can actually be successful and move from one quadrant to the next. When I was in boot camp in the Marine Corps, it was one phase after the next. So they had three phases. But the reason I liked phases or quadrants is it gave you something to shoot for. It lets you know where you are. Now in boot camp, you just want to get the hell out of boot camp. <laughs> so when you're in phase one, you will do whatever it takes to get to phase two, phase and, three. And wait though, like if you're in survival phase, don't tell me you don't want to get the hell out of survival phase. That's right. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it's very much like when you first get there and the stuff hits the fan, you are in survival mode. You don't care about anybody but yourself. And when you start to thrive in boot camp is really, I mean, this is actually so, so paralleled with what you're talking about. When the group of recruits become a platoon of Marines, you know, when they start to form this community, now you're not a Marine yet and your drill instructors beat that into you every day, but as you start to transform and create a community, you become unstoppable. And that's what I like. It's not everybody in it for themselves. You, nobody can make it through boot camp alone. It's not designed that way. You're creating, you're creating something that's designed for us to do in a community with cohesion, as a team, with camaraderie. I love that. 
you know, another thing is that, that I've thought deeply about, it's like, well, what kind of people do you want in your community? And I, what you just summed up is that if you're not right for the community, you're going to only be thinking about yourself and everybody right. will know it, including you, and you will leave. If you are right for the community, everybody will know that you're not thinking about just yourself. You will fit in, you will thrive, and you will keep moving forward as a, as a cohesive unit. So by definition, this system, if I keep tried and true to what I'm trying to do, it will weed out the people that That's all right. they care about is themselves because they don't fit. That's right. And, and what I love about what you're doing is most people who are in survival mode, they know thrival mode is out there, right? So I, I got to move from survive to thrive. You've added two new quadrants they can get to. And that's powerful. So, so you're, you're, you're breaking these, these, these stale mindsets up that if I'm just surviving, I just, I'll be there once I thrive. And you're saying, no, now you got to become an investor. Now you can shoot for developing, creating your legacy. I like that. You've, you've, you've doubled our scope on what we can accomplish, which is awesome. Now you mentioned something earlier and I, and I just want to ask if you can elaborate a little bit on it is that self-awareness. So for people who are striving for greatness and I know they're hearing you, Tim, and I know they're going, wait a minute, I can do this. I've been inspired today. Maybe you've lit somebody's fire and if they're listening and their fire got lit or if they had a fire and you poured some fuel on it today, which I know is, is, has definitely happened. How important is that self-awareness component to moving forward with achieving greatness? It's, a, it's everything, period. It's, a, it's better, it's more important than relationships. It's more important than trust. Because if you, you can't be trusted if you don't know who you really are. If you haven't defined your principles, your beliefs that you will not break because that is what creates consistency and what creates trust. So if you aren't self-aware with about yourself, because we all know a compulsive liar, we've all met them. They come up, they tell you exactly what you want to hear. You believe what they want to hear. Then they take action and you realize they completely duped you. They lied to you because they wanted one thing, something for themselves, you handing them a check, you giving them this, giving them that, whatever it was, they don't care. They lied to get, well, those people are the opposite of extremely self-aware. Those people are extremely broken. And they right? broke the trust. They broke trust. I, I love self-awareness. It's another thing we don't talk about enough. You know, in, in the Marine Corps, one of the principles that they taught us was seek self-improvement. So in other words, it doesn't matter if you're a recruit you know, this dirt bag in boot camp. If you're a private, a corporal, a sergeant, a general, seek self-improvement. And, and that really resonates with me. I feel that you've presented a system, a series of steps, quadrants we can get to that, that if somebody's listening, they say, you know what? You have sparked something in me. I want to think about my legacy. In order to get to that point, it is about self-awareness. It is about self-improvement. Um, it is about constantly becoming greater and better. And here's what I love. You're creating a community of people who can help each other have self-awareness and self-improve. How awesome is that? People need to be a part of your community. Good, man. I appreciate that. I really <laughs> I mean, I mean, why not? Why not be a part of a community that's focused on moving from survival to thrival to, to investment to legacy? I think we need to choose people who are in our lives that are speaking better languages than we're speaking. 
and you bring that to the table. The language that you're speaking is a language of success. It's a language of hope. It's a language of inspiration. You're using words that people resonate with, but they don't hear it enough, hands down, you know? And, and that's what I love that you're doing. I, I love that you empower people. I love that you're, you're leading them, not coaching them, but leading them, which as a leadership author, as a leadership coach, I teach people about leadership so that they can also lead themselves. This is huge. And the pandemic has caused many people to lose sight of things and, and even not be able to rely on themselves. There was so much taken away from us. And here you are giving so much back, so much opportunity. I'm excited for people to join this community. I'm excited to listen to your podcast, not just this one, but the 20 that you have recorded, the, the dozens coming beyond that and just learning more about how to introduce people to this community. So speaking of that, if people wanna reach out, if people wanna find Tim Murphy, pick your brain, connect with you, follow you, and find out more about valuedriveninvestors.com, um, how do they reach out to you? How can they find you? Yeah, well, I mean, if you want to just keep tabs, cause again, we haven't launched like any real community yet because yeah. we're building that out. We're launching the podcast on April 12th. You can go to valuedriveninvestor.com and that'll give you a rough idea of like our principles, our beliefs. It'll talk about the, the different phases that we talked about, survive, thrive, invest, and legacy. It'll give you a good idea. You can then say, okay, I want to submit and you'll put an email in there, you'll get on our email list, and then we're gonna keep you in the loop on different things as we build this community out. We might even throw out a survey and say, hey, what would you like out of this community with these principles in mind? Because again, I wanna build a community and a community is about listening to your people and giving them what you, they want, not being a dictator and giving them and telling them you should like what I'm giving you. Total inspiration. Um, yeah, so, so that's how you can do it, valuedriveninvestor.com. Now, if you want to follow me, I do do quite a bit on social media. Um, if you want to, you know what? I have to put this out there. I, this is pretty, I'm doing this more. Uh, I, I didn't do this a lot because it's kind of my secret diary, but I feel like, again, you know what? Trust is built in uh, consistency. And so if I say that you need to create self-awareness and you do that by writing, then I want you to go to my website, timkmurphy.com. And I'll tell you, there's going to be some serious vulnerability that's shared on that website because I wrote to that website so that my kids could one day go back to that website and say, you know what? What was my dad really like? What did he have to go through in life? What was he thinking when this happened, that happened? And essentially, they can go to that website and you can go to that website if you really want to know what Tim Murphy's made of. So timkmurphy.com, that's where my story lies as far as like literally in written word. Awesome. And then I have uh, two websites. It's called Murph's Legend. Um, so if you go to Instagram and go to Murph's Legend, you'll find me on Instagram. And then if you go to Facebook and you put in Murph's Legend, uh, you'll go to my, my Facebook page. Now, here's one thing I want to say, because when I, when I created the tag Murph's Legend, I will tell you my self-awareness and my ego, my ego said, oh, that's pretty cool. But my self-awareness said, are you doing that for your ego or are you doing that because it really makes sense? And, and you nailed it and you summarized it so well. Not enough people believe they can build a legend. And that's exactly why I did it because I said, you know what? If you don't believe that you can build a legend, who will? That's right. I think you've empowered a lot of people today. And I, I love the, 
I just want to touch down on the cliche you shared. Positive things happen to positive people. Probably no greater time than right now when the world is filled with negativity. You go on, most social media is negative. The news is pretty bad. Even if you talk to friends and family, they could be negative. How critical is it for success, for legacy, for creating a legend, for breaking out of survival? How critical is it in today's day and age for us to stay positive? Um, life or death. Yeah. And, I, and I'll tell you, like, it's life or death because my brother isn't here today. So if you, you want to know the answer to that question, life or death, and I'm not even kidding you, you're at a fork in the road. And you're either going to think positive or you're going to think negative. You're either going to say, I can do it, or you can say, I not, can't do it. You're either going to have a reason why, or you're going to have an excuse why not. So like when you ask me that question, you want to know how serious that is? It's, it's literally life or death. And I think that's why everybody need, everybody listening, we have choices to make. You cannot fill your head with negativity and positivity at the same time. You have to make a choice. They just don't exist in the same realm. I, I've said this, Tim, forever, that negativity travels faster than positivity. Just screw up and watch how many people find out about it. But positivity is ultimately stronger. And the world needs a community of people who are great thinkers and sharing positivity. Just got myself fired up. How about that? Awesome. Hey, Tim, I just want to say thank you for taking some time to share your wisdom and your insights and give us a, a little bit of a preview of what's coming with valuedriveninvestors.com with, with what you're doing to help people break out of survival mode, which there's never been a greater survival mode than right now. Businesses are struggling. People are struggling. Families are struggling. I feel that your program, that those quadrants it's, it's not even just for wealth. It's not just for, for finances. I, I do believe it's life and death. I, I think that this is going to be great stepping stones for people to have a huge paradigm shift in their own life right now and start thinking the right way. And I, I hope, I hope that's, that happens. I know it's a long road and what I'm doing, I'm not naive enough to think like, oh, it's just going to work. Um, but I, I hope that is, that is my, my hope that um you know and, and you said you know that's my catalyst is my brother like that's yeah. what this is all about that's what got me fired up to do it and that's why i won't ever quit and so what do we have coming we have the podcast you know in the podcast it's not going to be this rah rah it's going to be it's going to because in order to start this and launch this i have to show you a way so i talk about my path and i have a good friend of mine who also is a successful real estate investor he is my co-host him and i have dialogue on the podcast about how about, awesome. you know, so I talk about this, like it's about why and it's about what, right? That's what I'm going to share to you, to the general public. If you really want to know how, then you need to get into the community because how is through relationships. How is through a network of like-minded people. And that's what the community is about. Do you have to pay for the community? Yeah. And you want to know why I'm charging for the community though? I'm not charging for the community because I want to get rich. I'm charging for the community because in order for me to bring more assets to the community, I have to have funds. Just like you have That's to right. pay taxes, well, maybe you have to pay a little bit of fee so that the community of value-driven investors can grow assets so that it makes your life even easier through technology, media, content, whatever it is, because none of that's free. I'm going to reinvest that money into the community that you're paying me. Now, is it going to be, because I, I can hear people right now, well, are you going to invest every single dollar? No, I'm not a nonprofit. I never said I'm going to be a nonprofit. 
But what I am is I'm someone that is super passionate about helping you. And I need funds in order to reinvest those funds in order to build a community, just like we build communities everywhere all of us live. And so that's the name of the game. You're going to be, you're going to be breaking down old antiquated paradigms, especially on that there is nothing for free and everybody has experience. Well, here, this is free. This is free. This is free, but it's not. And so you're on the right course. I mean, you are, you are shifting the way people think. You're giving them hope. You're giving them straight talk also. This isn't, there's no fluff. There's no lip service. You're saying it like it is, which is what they need. I would rather have somebody be direct with me than, than sugarcoat everything. And that's what I love about what you're doing. I, but, I but know. Here's the thing, like, you can't believe in yourself if you're not willing to invest in yourself. And so for a hundred dollars a month, like I broke it down for a hundred dollars a month, which is what I will charge for this course. Are you not willing to invest a hundred dollars a month in your future, in your ability to create your own legacy, create your own life on your terms, create your own financial freedom? Because you know what? Let's break it down even further. How many people here go to Starbucks? How many people go to Starbucks and buy a $7 latte They have no business spending $7 on a latte every single day and have no problem doing it. Well, let me tell you this. If you invest in my program, it's $2.38 a day. If you can't give up a latte for your future and your legacy, then really, I don't think you believe in yourself enough to be a part of this group. And you're going to come in anyways, and it's going to be all about you and you're not going to fit. So like, I have to think about all these things because I want the right people. Well, the other thing too is that they're, they're investing, not even paying. This is an investment. And, and here's the question I would have for people listening. What's the price tag on your legacy? How much is that worth to you? Right. You know, I'm sure a legacy, if you could leave it, is worth millions. And so you have to invest. All right. So you've talked me into um, cutting back on Starbucks for starters. And that's... <laughs> hey, man, you got to know I am a salesman. I mean, I know you. Are. Well, and here's the thing. I already know right now when my team is listening to this, I'm going to get a call from them saying, hey, I think he was talking to you about Starbucks. <laughs> but here, here, Tim, you know what the best part is? We talked about this through the whole thing. You have your who's, your wife, your daughter, your brother. You are, you are transparent enough to share all this with us. And when you attach a who... You become unstoppable. You are creating a community of who's. You're not creating a group. You're creating a community of who's that can help you to be unstoppable. And that's what I love, my friend. I think that you are doing amazing things during very unprecedented, uh, um, unique times. You're getting people to think outside of the box when the box has closed in on us. And I'm, I'm there with you. I am prepared to take my combat boot and kick that box open because we got to get people thinking differently. We need you know, more okay, great I, thinkers. I, I want to like say you. something because you, 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 you got into another niche of my inspiration, but I watch, and I don't remember his name, and this was years ago, but I watched this guy. He writes a lot of forward thinking. He's a futurist, right? Mm-hmm. And so he talks about what's going to happen. This was back in like 2010. What's going to happen in 20 and 30 and 2040 and 2050? And, tw- and he said, he goes, there's going to be a huge transition coming. Yeah. And he goes, who I can tell you. And he broke down the generations and how the generations will fit and what their role is in the transition. He said, generation X will be the ones who lead the transition. And I was like, that's me. 
Like that's me. And now I've been watching all the generation Xers who are very successful entrepreneurs and they're getting through all these mediums and they're getting you getting using podcasts, using all these mediums because you've chosen to be the leader of the transition into the new world. And I think like there can't be enough of us out there because look at what we're combating. That's right. You brought up something very important. Just we have to make the right choices. It's so critical. And, and when you can put your legacy in the future, right, you can see it. And even if they can't really fully define it yet, to know that you have the ability to achieve it is awesome. To be able to surround yourself by your who's gives you clarity on those choices so that every day we can start to think great, we can start to act great, we can take the steps to our next quadrant. I love that. Tim, I just want to say you are an inspiration. You Thanks, are extremely empowering. That. I feel you've only scratched the surface on what you have to offer this world. And I'm, I'm proud to call you my friend. I'm, I'm excited about the journey. I'm excited to watch you form this community and I'm committed to help you with that. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on today. And more than anything, like you said, like I, I it's all about relationships. And yeah. now I did this podcast and you and I have so much in common. It's like, how can I not stay in touch with Eric? That's you know? correct. He, I mean, we're on the same wavelength. We're doing the same thing. We're, we're doing the good work. We're, we're going to help create a movement out there, a movement towards legacy. I love that. I told you legacy is going to be in the title. It's happening. That's awesome. Hey, thanks again, Tim. Appreciate your time today. You are absolutely great. Thanks for listening to the Value Driven Investor Podcast, where we lead by giving. For more information about our community and what's new, visit valuedriveninvestor.com. The Value Driven Investor Podcast was produced by Digital Legend Media in Minneapolis. Build your legend, digitallegendmedia.com.